and welcome to the Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge podcast, or Visit VBR as it were. I'm your host, John Carlin, and I'm excited once again to tell you about all the great things happening in Virginia's Blue Ridge. Talking about here in the western part of the state of Virginia, Roanoke, Roanoke County, the city of Salem, Botetourt, Franklin counties, and surrounding region. We are known as America's East Coast mountain biking capital, and we'll be talking more about cycling today. But I want to tell you a little bit more about where we are. Virginia's Blue Ridge is nestled in the Blue Ridge Mountains. The Blue Ridge Parkway passes right through the region. And if you want to come play in the mountains and enjoy a metro mountain adventure, you will find it right here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. All the information and notes that you need will be at visitvbr.com. But today we are going to talk about riding bicycles in Virginia's Blue Ridge. The cycling here is amazing and and really it always has been. I've been riding my bike here for 30 years plus, but in the past decade or so, it's really become something that the region has embraced and is embracing and promoting and growing. Uh, So toward that end, we were recently named a Silver Level Ride Center for Mountain Biking by IMBA, the International Mountain Biking Association. And I can tell you that VBR was the driving force behind that designation. And IMBA sends you a checklist of things you have to have in terms of your trails, in terms of your maintenance, in terms of local support, miles of trails, beginner, intermediate, advanced Um, elevation gain, all that stuff, bathrooms. And uh, we went through that checklist and and thought, would it be bronze or would it be silver? And we attained silver. And who knows, maybe someday it'll be gold. And there are very few of those. Go Google it. There are very few of those in the entire world. So, And very few silvers for that matter. So uh, the mountain biking here is fantastic. And here in VBR, uh, as I said, we are known as America's East Coast Mountain Biking Capital. And that is a flag that we put in the sand a couple of years ago. And I'll tell you what, people are rallying around that flag. Now, in the meantime, of course, gravel biking has emerged. If you're already a cyclist, you know what I mean there. Uh, If you are wondering why I'm talking about gravel riding, it's essentially riding a bike that looks sort of like a road bike, but it has beefier tires. It's a little bit cushier in terms of the way that the bike rides, and you go out and you ride gravel roads, back roads, dirt roads, uh, a lot of times connected by rural um, roads that are paved, and then you you, you just get out and you can ride gravel, and uh, especially in the rural counties surrounding Roanoke, that is just absolutely exploding. And then, of course, the road biking on those paved country roads here is beautiful. It's scenic. In my opinion, it's underknown and underrated, unless, kind of like me, you're one of the people who lives here and has figured it out. And I ride a lot right here in Roanoke. I ride in uh, in Botetourt County, just to the north of Roanoke. I lived in Franklin County for more than a decade and rode all the back roads there. And you get into the area in the western part of the county, out around Ferrum College, in some of those areas, it's just absolutely breathtaking. And you're in the mountains, uh, but a lot of rolling terrain. So you can do sustained climbs, but you can you can go out and ride in the mountains. So if you are a dedicated road cyclist, there is definitely an opportunity here for you. And we've got some events that have emerged. Uh, the VBR Grand Fondo, uh, which is in Botetourt County, and that's in October of every year. And then there's a Farm to Fork Fondo option that is coming to Botetourt this year. We'll be talking more about that coming up. So those are just a couple events I mentioned right off the the top of my head. And of course, now emerging is this e-bike sector. E-bikes, of course, are a regular bicycle that have a small electric motor that can be activated when you pedal. There's not a throttle on them. Uh, in terms of the bikes we're talking about, but when you pedal, you get a little bit of assist from that motor. You can choose how much assist you get, and all of a sudden, a hill that you didn't think you could ride up or just wasn't worth the effort, now the bike will take care of that hill for you with just a little bit of your own effort. And so uh, areas around here that are hilly or intimidating to people or folks maybe that are getting on in years, 
sort of like yours truly. Um, it, it is definitely uh, something you want to look at, and it is also absolutely exploding. In fact, it's the fastest growing segment in bicycling overall. And Roanoke has recently opened its trails and greenways to e-bikes. And there's a bit of controversy. Well, they have a motor. How many motorized vehicles do we want? But this is, it's not truly a motor. It's an assist. And the top speeds on these bikes are not unlike what a really good road cyclist can attain. So, um, I'm, I'm glad that they went in that direction and, and the city is embracing it. And, and we're going to be talking a little bit about e-bikes today on the podcast, how to use them, what they do, a little bit more about that, and where you can ride. So how will I be doing all that? Well, I'll be talking with Whit Ellerman, and Whit is the owner of Cardinal Bike Shop. He's an amazing cyclist in his own right, but he is one of the driving forces behind the development of cycling in this region. So we're going to be talking with Whit about all the region has to offer. We'll go over all the different types of opportunities, some of the event-related things, um, how you can find rides to do if you want to put the bike on the back of the car and come here and stay in one of our amazing hotels hotels or B&Bs or camp or whatever you want to do. So we'll be talking about all of that with Whit Ellerman, owner of Cardinal Bike Shop, coming up on the VBR Podcast. Welcome back to the Visit VBR podcast, and joining me now is the owner of Cardinal Bicycle, among other major business concerns in the Roanoke Valley, Whit Ellerman. Whit, thanks for joining us here today. Thank you, John. So we're going to talk about the bicycle scene in Roanoke, which is expanding exponentially in my mind. Everywhere you look, it's just going crazy. Uh, I think the pandemic... Uh, created a situation where more and more people wanted bikes, as as you know, because inventory's been hard to keep up with. But um, even before the pandemic, Roanoke itself really was uh, a place where people were coming to ride their bikes. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Hey, I moved here in 2005 to start as a young lawyer at Gentry Lock. And, um, you know, the evolution that I've seen just since I've been in town has been amazing and in in all things outdoor it's been a, a real joy to see people in roanoke recognizing the resources that we have and then in growing numbers starting to take advantage of them and it's and it's great and it's it, you know starts with the greenway you know people getting out running or riding and then they see well hey i can ride the greenway maybe i can go ride up mill mountain and then they go from there and they go for a longer ride on the parkway. Um, and it's it's just been, it's been really fun to see again. And I certainly like it in the cycling world, but we see it in all things outdoor, whether it's it's the running clubs that started with Robin and Blaine Lewis with, with Fleet Feet years ago and all that they've done to grow that scene. Um, and now more group rides. It's just, it's really exciting to see people getting out there. Yeah, it, it it's amazing, and 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 with that comes more and more bike lanes. Uh, I think a growing appreciation among motorists for the fact that they have to share the road with cyclists. It's it's becoming a much more cycling friendly community. Yes. Oh, I think so for sure. Um, you know, when the bike lanes certainly help, the greenway helps, but I think. Um, as as motorists see more riders on the road, I think there it, it's something that whereas once it was an aberration, now it's it's a more common thing to see, and so um, drivers are are more tuned in to cyclists on the road, and I think it's making it safer for everybody. Yeah, well, let's it, talk that's about it's not without its challenges, but of but course, it's and, and there's and there's always the odd driver. I don't care where you are, but I don't even want to get into that. But let's talk about. First of all, let's talk about mountain biking because we are uh, the East Coast mountain biking capital here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. And we've really put that flag in the ground and with good reason. How would you assess the mountain bike scene in VBR? Uh, also growing leaps and bounds. And and what I, what I think is so fun. So we've got 
it, it's by no means new. I mean, we've got, there are luminaries of mountain biking in this area who have been doing it for years and years um, and have really sort of paved the way. But what we see now is, is such a growth and it really happened pre pandemic and, and really led the way to Roanoke being able to be established and recognized by EMBA as a, as a silver ride center and a really great place to come ride. But the, the fun thing about mountain biking around here is it attracts people of all ages, all ability levels. Um, what we see in the, in the retail setting is people using mountain biking, um, yes, it's a way to ride a bike, but it's also a way to get out in the woods and, and to go see things and explore. And what Roanoke has that, that, that so few other mountain bike destinations or even mountain towns have, I think that's our greatest, our greatest sort of still secret weapon is that we have so much great terrain, but so close to to our city centers so you can you know one mile out of downtown and you can be on the mill mountain trail system it's a city park right in the middle of the city with great trails um and then an easy drive from downtown and you're in carvins or you can go out to bedford and be um at falling creek or you know a little bit farther drive and head down to wade park in franklin county um there's so much in in such a close accessible area um and that's what other places just don't have and so it's it's great for local folks because again they can learn they can learn about riding here close to home and get to places quickly but for travelers too um you, know, you can come stay stay in any of our hotels close to downtown or in the county eat at great local restaurants and then boogie out to your trail of choice and have a great experience. Yeah. I think that's really unique and it's, it's, it's truly remarkable for us. I I think one of the cool things is a lot of local (laughs) hotels are even installing bike wash stations. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, So uh, let's, let's break that down a little bit. Talk to me if you would about mill mountain and the riding on mill mountain, because it's so unusual that we have this park right in the middle of the city and it's on a mountain and it's still, what would you say? 80, 90% woods. Oh yeah. Easily. It's yeah. Um, yeah, you can, what I love about it. So I ride, even though you know, Carvin's Cove is, is sort of the, the crown jewel, so to speak. Um with a busy schedule, I ride Mill Mountain more than I ride anywhere because I can roll right out of my back door or from work and can can ride through town, hop on the Greenway, and then hop on trails right there and have a great trail riding experience. And there, Mill Mountain is, I would say, all at least sort of intermediate terrain. But within that, there's a great variety and you can change up your rides. You can, if you want to have a day where you're really gutting it out, doing a lot of climbing, you can certainly do that, have some fun, rowdy descents. Um, Or you can, you can have a little bit more of a easy, easy going day by riding more on the wood thrush side and Virginia pine and some of those trails that, that um, aren't quite as, as steep. Um, But again, the, having that resource so close to town um, and so close to, to residential areas is, is really, really great. Yeah. I, I met and talked to so many people who just leave their mountain bike at work and on their lunch hour, they cruise up and, and ride for a little bit yep. and go back and, and have a light lunch uh, at, at their desk and they just just keep on working and it's great well and this time of year this time of year too you can get in you know as the days get longer sunsets later you can finish work and go get in a great evening ride you know within an hour or so you can get in a really solid workout see some beautiful stuff um and and again you're you're right there close to home and they're all multi-use trails too, but everybody, I think because of the, because people are now used to seeing 
more bikers on Mill Mountain, but also now trail runners and hikers. Um, it, it's very rare to, to hear of some issue of, of trails being so congested that they can't be used or of um, you know conflicts between different kinds of trail users. Uh, it really is a, a great multi-use area. Yeah, I, I would totally agree with that. So our crown jewel is Carvin's Cove. Carvin's Cove for listeners is a, uh, it is an area, I don't even know how many acres, but it surrounds uh, the, the cove itself, which is a body of water, which is uh, the, the drinking water supply for the region. And a few years ago, uh, I want to say maybe 10, it was opened up to mountain biking and there is an entire trail network there uh, that uh, includes some, as you said, uh, you know, lower, the lower trails, I would say are beginner or intermediate. And then the upper trails where you start going up the mountains surrounding the beautiful lake, uh, those can be (laughs) a little bit more, uh, a little bit more difficult and, and, uh, you know, certainly black diamonds in many cases. So if somebody's just listening, can you, can you help assess the riding out at Carvin's Cove? Oh, I think you touched on it, John. I think the, the thing that the Cove offers is, is truly a little bit for, for every kind of rider. I mean, I I think the only thing that, that the Cove doesn't have is what no trail system in, in our region like that is going to have. And that's the the really big, really long downhill um, kind of routes that you only see at big bike parks. But outside of that, um, you know, on the at the Timberview entrance, accessible from there, you've got really, really big, really burly downhill routes um, that you know you the the riders who want that kind of thrill-seeking downhill gravity gravity kind of ride can go and enjoy. Um, but from the Bennett Springs side or from the boat launch side, you can have a much, you know, sort of a longer cross country mountain bike experience. Uh, like you mentioned, the lowers, those are, are true cross country XC, um, trails, uh, that, that can, um, that can be beginner level, but can also challenge the beginner and move you into more intermediate. And then you move up the mountain a little bit, get into from four gorges, get up up a little bit higher um and you can you know, the the terrain changes quite a bit um gets a little bit rockier uh less wet uh less rooty more rocks um and and the the whole experience changes and the nice thing too about mill mountain um is that you can you can create if you want any kind of day that you want to have out there I love sitting down with a, a map of SML of the great thing about carbons Cove, is right, that you right. can, yeah, is that you can, you can create whatever experience you want. So I love sitting down with a map and, and planning out a day that is going to be a good long day, but you can make it different from the last long day you had. And it's just a matter of what route you choose, how you want to link up the trails um, because everything is connected out there. It's just how long and how hard you want to go. Yeah, I, I just think it's amazing. And and what really blows me away is that you'll get out there and the parking lot will be full. And yet within minutes, you are all alone. No, no matter how full that parking lot is, you, you're really having that sort of personal experience with you and the bike and the trail in the woods. Right. Well, I think something else that's exciting with, with Carvins now, uh, with the addition of the, the Hinchy Trail that the county put that comes in from the Salem side, um, Carbons is now opened up and it's beyond just, um, just single track mountain biking. It's also a great, and I know we'll get to talking about gravel biking, but, um, it's also a great place to go ride a gravel bike and you can do a long, you can do some long mixed road routes and make your way out to Carbons and then ride the fire roads on a gravel bike and have a totally different experience than you would on a mountain bike. So it really, it really does offer a diversity of riding. All right. And so before I do want to get into gravel biking here in just a minute, but um, so, so we've kind of touched on Carvin's Cove and Mill Mountain, and then we've got um, North Mountain and there, there are a few other places that um, are not quite as popular. Um, 
Can you just give us a broad overview of some of the other opportunities? Yeah. So once you get outside of the the more established areas, you get into a lot of backcountry offerings, and those are all in the national forest. Um, and those are those are trails that are going to be rougher. Um, they're not as regularly maintained, um, and so it's a it's a different kind of riding experience. It's more remote, uh, definitely more for the more seasoned rider, somebody who is um, more comfortable in more remote settings is able to handle much more varied, rougher terrain. But again, it offers a, a totally different experience. Like you, like you said, it's, um, it is, it's more remote, but it's, uh, it's getting out in the woods and seeing things from two wheels. Uh, that's, that's totally different. It's going to be much more akin to trails you would see hiking than, than sort of the buffed out clean, uh, flowy mountain bike trail that you would see in a, in a bike park setting. Yeah. Uh, you just mentioned flowy bike trails. So have you been out on the new rock and roll section that just opened up at Carvin's Cove? I love it. Yeah. It's unbelievable. They've got the little berms and ramps and jumps and that sort of thing. And yep. um, I've been riding uh, rock and roll and then, you know, for about a year now, and it is the most, I will say the most beautiful handcrafted trail that the volunteers have built out there with the, with the, yep the little rock bridges and so forth. It's just the attention to detail is incredible. And now they've just opened up another, I'm just guesstimating half or three quarter mile uh, section of trail. And it's got some of those jumps that you were talking about that, that you can go beside them and just have a regular trail experience. Right. Or if you want to catch some air, you can do that. It's, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. The, our, our volunteer uh, organizations that have done so much of this work really are to be applauded. I mean, it's all the, all of our, our trails at, at Carvins and Mill Mountain are, are really maintained by um, a combination of Roanoke City Parks and Rec and, and all their staff, but the, the volunteer hours uh, and the volunteer efforts uh, can't be understated. Um, with, with limited budgets and limited staff, we can only expect our Parks and Rec folks to do so much. And so those of us who ride have to step up and, and help. And, and we've got a great, a great history of that here locally. And I think that's only continuing to grow as more people get out. They, they realize that, that there's a, I think there's a growing sense of stewardship for the trails that we want to, we want to keep going. But yeah, that's how we get great things like rock and roll and some of these jump routes is because of volunteer work to make it happen. Right. Um, and then, you know, we didn't even talk about Explore Park yet, but Explore is uh, is a county owned park by Roanoke County. And they've got the, the zip lines and 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 all sorts of what is it? Treetop Quest is the name of it. Um, yep. So so folks can go there and they can stay in yurts. They can stay in cabins. Uh, I know the long range plan is to have an RV campground there, but we probably don't want to talk about that yet. But there's also a bike park plan for that, and there's uh, at least at least ten miles of mountain bike trails at Explore Park right off the Blue Ridge Parkway. Yeah, that's true, and that is growing very fast. The county's got a great vision for what's going to happen at Explore, and and I think it's it's much needed and long overdue. And I am I for one am thrilled for everything that's going to be coming out there. Um, I ride at Explore Park a lot anyway, but more on my gravel bike. I'll I'll ride back roads to get out to Explore, and then ride the road down by the river and some of the the smaller trails up through there. And, and it's, and it's an absolutely beautiful place. And I think what's exciting about out there is, is like you mentioned, the, the multitude of activities that are going to be all at one place. And it really is going to, it's going to be a great place for, for families locally to um, go out and just enjoy being outside and be able to do lots of different things. And the, the bike trail offerings are going to continue to grow. Um, as a matter of fact, there's a work day out there this Saturday. Um, the Blue Ridge Off-Road Cyclist is, is spearheading that, that we as Cardinal Bicycle are going to be working with as well. And so we're really excited to see, to see all that continue to grow. Because again, it's just going to be another, another arrow in the quiver that we have to offer for, for mountain bikes around here. But yeah, given its location too, right off the parkway. Um, and then with the camping um, amenities that are there, so I'm, I'll be camping there this weekend and can't wait. Really? Are, now are you going to stay in, in one of the park facilities or you're going to pitch a tent? Um, well, I'm staying actually in one of the, the facilities there. We've got a, a 
little camper and so we're gonna pull that into one of the camper spots and camp friday night and help build trails on saturday and and just hang out and enjoy it looks like it's gonna be a little chilly but um yeah but hey that's early that's early spring there, so. there you go there you go we've we've had a nice mix of 70 degree days in with some unbearably cold days this spring that's sure. right that's right yeah well i'm really excited about explore park i remember when it opened and those trails were were really nice and then they they went unmaintained for a number of years uh, yep. for budgetary reasons and and now there's just a push to get not only to get those back into shape but also to to build new trails and new opportunities and and new ways to take advantage of of explore park and of course uh, if people are listening and they want to know about this all the information is available on the visit vbr website and we'll also put uh, links in in the show notes um what do you want to move on to next you want to talk about gravel biking Oh man, I'll tell you what, John, let's, let's, um, you know, everybody's, everybody's all about mountain and gravel now, but, but you and I are, are unabashed drop bar road bike guys. Okay. Um, you know, it, everybody, everybody loves to talk about being off the roads, but, but, um, one thing that people do forget is that this is an amazing area to go out on a great road ride and regardless of your ability. Uh, whether you're getting on the parkway and going long or just finding back roads in our area, um, I, I'm, I never cease to be amazed by the the road ride possibilities here. And I tell you, it, it, I'm always finding new roads and new places to go and places to explore that um, it's we're just really, really fortunate. And again, you know, people want to people want to focus on the the off road stuff, but the the road riding is still just tremendous. It, it is, and I don't even know where to begin. But <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll throw this out there. We've got the Blue Ridge Parkway, of course, and that's made I don't know how many top ten lists of places to ride a bicycle in the entire United States. So, oh, yeah. and that comes right through. We talked about Mill Mountain a minute ago, and that comes through and brushes up against. Mill Mountain, practically. Uh, so we've got the Blue Ridge Parkway and all the multiple access points. Um, and, you know, I, I love to ride the parkway. I've got a loop from my house that covers uh, about a third of it is on the parkway. Um, and then uh, I've ridden a lot in Franklin and Botetourt counties, which are to the north and south, uh, respectively, of of Roanoke. And the the roads, the, the back roads out there, are as good as anywhere in the country, in my opinion. And I've ridden no all over the United States, just like you. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, some of the, I was, I recently did a long ride up in Botetourt County, covered some of the same roads that are used for the, the VBR Grand Fondo. I mean, they're just, it, there's truly a endless, endless opportunities uh, for road riding. And again, the nice thing is that you don't have to jump into a, you know, 10,000 feet of climbing ride your first time out. Um, we love sitting down with new riders and showing them how to just start on the greenway and do find a, find a nice road ride in the city. Um, there are ways that you can get there. Are, there are safe routes throughout the city that you can ride. And if you're just getting into road riding, you can start out on the greenway and then branch out from there and go explore. Um, but then if you do want to look a little farther afield, like you mentioned, there are routes in, in Botetourt County and Bedford County and Franklin that'll just blow your mind. And then if you want to look a little bit farther out and, and really see some, some gorgeous terrain looking up into Craig County, um, some of the roads up there are just, are, are breathtaking. And there are some, some valleys and some mountaintops that, that, um, are, are not to be missed. But you're going to have to take me because I have actually, I don't think I've ridden my bike in Craig County. Uh, and I know that Craig County is the vast majority of the acreage in that the square mileage in that County is uh, national forest, if I'm not mistaken. That's so, right. That's so right. It is, it is rural. And of course I've driven those roads, but I don't think I've taken the yep. time to, to ride my bike out there. Um, it's, it's well worth it. Yeah. And I love to go up to paint bank uh, and, and ride. There's a, there's a road right there beside the swinging bridge restaurant that, that cuts all the way through to the new river Valley and back that you're between two mountain ridges. So you're right in the mountains, but it's a, it's a pretty flat right. road. 
And you go get your Buffalo burger when you're done. And you get your Buffalo burger when you're done. Yeah, for sure. And you ride past herds of Buffalo. How cool is that? Right. That's right. So yeah, right. I, I, lo- I love that ride. Um, yeah. And so like in Franklin County, uh, in the town of Rock, I used to live in the town of Rocky Mount and I would ride regularly uh, the roads between Rocky Mount and in the western part of the county, Ferrum College out in that area. Mm-hmm. And yep. the most courteous dri- drivers in the world, you know, and it's a it's a yep. lot of guys in pickup trucks, but they always slow down. Yep. They always give you a wide berth. And, yep. and the roads are, are just beautiful and you're going through farmland and, and in the foothills. And there's, if you want climbing, you certainly can find all the climbing you want out there. So yep, that's, no doubt. And, and Craig is very similar. And then Sanford Floyd County, um, mm-hmm. there are some, some tremendous routes from out in Floyd that, you know, some of which tie into the parkway and then some are, are on back roads. Um, and there's some great events that happen throughout the year out there. There's the annual tour to Floyd. Um, that's a great way if people are looking for, for ways to, to discover new terrain, um, and riding in new places, jumping into that, uh, doing something like tour to Floyd is a great way to go, go, um, see what's to offer in Floyd County. And then you can learn from there and, and find routes from there. For sure. And then you mentioned the VBR Grand Fondo. So that'll be what it is. Oh fourth year this fall i think it's i fourth. think that's right but but likewise it's a you know jumping into an event like that if you're not sure about places to ride you know a, an organized event is a great way to go see a new area get exposed to it a little bit in a in an organized fashion and then from there you can sort of if you if it strikes your fancy you can start finding your own routes up there but yeah that's there are some roads that are going to be featured in in that event and uh, other riding events in Botetourt that are just gorgeous. Yeah, we've and got also a, we've, very safe and. Yeah, and we've got a farm to fork fondo uh, opportunity coming up this summer as well. And I, I don't have all those dates in front of me, but I'll I'll get that in the show notes and and maybe I can address that uh, as as we move along. Um, yep. So I wanted to ask you about e-bikes because the yes, sir. city of Roanoke has now made it legal to use e-bikes on greenways and trails. And I know you guys are selling a ton of them. Tell, tell me about the, the, the new thing, the new kid on the block, the e-bike, how sales are going and, and how you see that sort of impacting cycling or if somebody wants to come here with their e-bike and find a place to ride. Well, it, across the bicycle industry writ large, the the e-bike is the fastest growing segment. And mm-hmm. and um, it, it's really the, the bikes that we sell are, are pedal assist, meaning they're not throttled. Um, the rider actually has to be putting in the effort in order for the battery and motor to kick in. Um, and we like that because then the it, it's still cycling at that point. Um, and so that's, that's all that, that we sell and, and will sell, um, their e-bikes are generally broken down, um, rider assist, power assist e-bikes are broken down into two categories. You got a class one and a class three, um, class one will, the, the motor will provide power, uh, and then we'll, we'll top out at 20 miles an hour. Um, and then class three will top out at 28 miles an hour. Um, not to say you couldn't go faster on that bike. It's not like it's a, a governor. It's just that's where the the motor stops putting out power to assist you. Um, and yeah, the, the great thing about e-bikes that we see is that it just, um, it provides uh, a way for people to get out and do things that they otherwise couldn't do. Uh, and that, but that's, that covers a, a really broad range. And so, you know, it, you, the, the classic example is somebody who's had, you know, an orthopedic issue, a knee or a hip problem, and they need the, they need the assistance, um, to, to get in to, to, um, riding, um, a, an e-bike will provide that opportunity. You can pedal, but have the assistance of the, of the motor. Uh, to help you out um but then now with the addition of the of the drop bar bikes and the mountain bikes uh what you pick up is you know maybe you're already a really fit rider you can use you can use an e-bike to go longer to cover different terrain um and use the the motor to help you out 
So it really is something that that can be it can be used for a, a whole lot of things. And and you know whether that's in the mountain bike world, you see people using e-bikes to shuttle. So there there are e-mountain bikes now that are that have long travel and can handle really burly trails. Um, but whereas before it'd be really hard to get up to the top of some of those climbs, you can use that motor to help you get up to the top of the climb, turn the motor off, and then have a great descent. Um, so they really are opening up a lot of terrain and a lot of riding possibilities for a lot of people. Um, one thing that I'm most excited about here locally seeing is people using e-bikes for commuting. Um, in, in some European countries, um, a third of e-bike rides are eliminating a car ride. Uh, people are using them for, as their transportation, as, as a vehicle. Um, and it, as Roanoke's infrastructure continues to improve, um, not just the greenway, but, but bike lanes and things like that, um, our city is dense enough that people really could use bikes, um, and e-bikes, uh, as, as vehicles and removing cars from roads has all the benefits that we all know, not just from a environmental standpoint to a traffic congestion standpoint, but also just general health. Um, so we're excited to see more people coming, being interested in e-bikes for, um, as commuter bikes. And that, you know, I think that's great. And what the e-bikes do is they take the hills out of the equation because living around sure. here, like my neighborhood's on a big hill. Um, yep. And we have a lot of cyclists in my neighborhood, but there probably are, are many people here. In fact, I'm certain there are who don't think they can ride a bike because they don't think they can pedal it up a steep hill. And we get, we've yep. got a lot of those in Roanoke. We're in the mountains, but the e-bike just takes the hill and basically flattens it. Sure does. Sure does. And again, it's, it, it will do as much work as you want it to do. And and if you, if you still want to have a great workout with a, with a pedal assist e-bike, you can certainly do it, but it, you know, it, the, the power is there when you need it. And so that's, that's what we encourage people to do is to take an e-bike, learn to ride it like a regular bike, and then, and then add in the power, uh, whether it's for a, a hill to get home. Um, my wife rides one sometimes to, to her office and then she's got a big hill to get back up to our house she can ride it to get to work and then she doesn't have to gut it out coming home yeah because if, if you're not looking to go out for a for a hard bike ride if you want to use the bike as transportation sometimes you know that hill can be a little daunting it's the difference between riding a bike and not riding a bike right right yeah so um now so who is it primarily uh, baby boomers buying e-bikes is there is there a sector that's been sort of jumping on that bandwagon or or how much is it across the board you know i think that's the the stereotype i think the the misconception is that that's that is the e-bike buyer but really we do see it across the board right now um older riders probably are our largest segment but I think that's more to do with the kind of e-bikes that have, have been selling most. And that's more of the, the in-town cruiser type bikes, more of a greenway focused neighborhood focused ride. But you see, um, you see a much broader demographic when you get into the e-mountain bikes and some of the drop bar bikes. And again, those are people wanting the additional power so that they can cover a lot more terrain. Yeah. And yeah, I think as, as the technology continues to, to evolve we're going to see more and more people getting out as the stigma goes away i think for for some riders there you know, the idea of an e-bike they think oh this is cheating you know yes i suppose it's cheating if you use one in the tour de france otherwise you know who are you cheating you're out for um, a bike ride right you're out for a bike ride and and to my way of thinking if it if it's a tool that gets more people out riding bikes whatever the whatever the setting then it's great so no, it really, we're seeing people of, of all ages buy them, um, which is, which is great. They're not available for kids, which is probably good, but, uh, yeah, we see, we see riders of, of all, all ages. All right. We're talking with Whit Ellerman at Cardinal Bicycle here in Roanoke about the bicycling scene, uh, in Virginia's Blue Ridge. And we've talked about mountain bikes, now e-bikes, and, and of course the road bike scene. And, and there's, a, there's a vibrant and emerging gravel bike scene as well. And, and we're building 
links to the various trails. And of course, you can find a lot of different options on uh, on apps like Strava as well. But Whit, before I let you go today, I know during the pandemic, it, bicycles were like gold because you couldn't get your hands on them. Yep. Is, is it coming back? Are, are inventories coming back to pre-pandemic levels yet? Shortest answer, no. Uh, we are going to be in a in a constrained inventory setting for some time, and and truly that's it, it, it's a it's a good thing and a bad thing. Um, we are it's driven by demand more than anything. Um, obviously, there there are people read all the time about inventory shortages across lots of different industries, whether that's consumer electronics or refrigerators or anything. You know, there are things ancillary to the pandemic that have caused the disruptions to global supply chain in all things. And that's that's before big boats getting stuck in small canals. But um, and we don't know what kind of impact that's going to have on us. It, it, it really is demand driven. So we don't have a clear picture of what inventory is going to look like for the next better part of a year. Um, we do anticipate it's going to continue to get better. Um, but for myself and for all other bike retailers, I would ask the public to, to be patient and know that this is short as uh, bare sales floor. Our, our sales floors are not by our choosing. It is, uh, it's truly a, an odd sign of our odd times. Um, but, you know, bike shops, Cardinal included, but everybody um, are working really hard to, to get through it. We've all, I'm sure we've got bikes back ordered way farther than we would want to have. But, um, but yeah, we, I think we are, we are slowly emerging, but we're, we're not, we're not at the end of the, of the challenge yet by any means. Right. And, and, and having said all of that, uh, when you can sometime here in 2021, you're expanding the Cardinal Bicycle Universe by opening up a, a new and exciting shop in the Grandin Village area of Roanoke. We are. Just, you just want to touch on that quickly? We are. My um, my timing is is exceptional. I had uh, we planned this certainly before we knew there was going to be all the all the fun and travails of of 2020. Um, but yeah, we had the opportunity. So when when uh, I took over Cardinal Bicycle in 2019, we had a small Grandin Village location and had the opportunity to take the uh, take over the former Mickermack grocery store location. Um, I was really, I felt very fortunate that the owner there um, felt good selling it to us, really liked the idea of it being, continuing to be something that would be meaningful in the, in the neighborhood. And so our, our real goal is to, to make a, a spot there in the Grandin Village. It's going to be a, a home and destination for, for all kinds of riders in the area. Uh, and yeah, we're just as as everybody else with all other things, 2020 and beyond. We're we're doing our best to grow and plan it and make it happen. Still with all these question marks, but uh, still still looking to open um, spring of this year. We've we've run into a few few pandemic related slowdowns and roadblocks, but nothing we can't we can't get over. But but we're thrilled to to be able to expand. Cardinal's got a great history. It's been in town since 1977 and has a has a great customer base and um, really loyal customers. And we we do our best to serve people from all over. And so we feel like that that having this this second larger location is going to give us an opportunity to to expand that reach a little bit and to um, provide for our customers' needs even better. Well, I think it's going to advance the bicycle scene in Roanoke by a large amount more than you would think the impact of one shop opening could be. But because of the fact that it's in our quaint little Grandin village with the theater and in an area where uh, the, the residents are prone to getting on their bike with a basket on the front and going to the grocery store or yep. the co-op and you just a hop and a skip over from the Roanoke river greenway uh, right. and, and there are bike lanes and it's just a very bicycle friendly section of town. I just feel like, that little shop could become the heart and soul of bicycling in the Roanoke Valley. And I, and I know a lot of us are looking forward to seeing it open up. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. We're, we're excited too. All right. Anything else you want to add about bicycling in the Roanoke Valley? 
No, John, I think just, you know, the more people we can get out on bikes, the better it is for, for all of us. It's a, it's a great place to ride and um, we're blessed to have it. So we should all get out there and ride. I believe I will. Whit Ellerman with Cardinal Bicycle and I, I failed to say a fellow um, member of the board of directors for Visit VBR. Thanks for joining us here today. John, thank you. I appreciate the time. So thanks again to Whit Ellerman. Again, I'm recording this in early April of 2021. The weather is now breaking. Spring is here. The flowering trees are, are out there doing their thing as I speak. The dogwoods haven't quite bloomed yet, but the Bradford pears and uh, the rosebuds are, are, uh, are doing their thing. Uh, so yeah, it is just really, really pretty out there right now and uh, I, I am uh, cycling more and more with the warmer weather and the longer days trying myself to get up to a hundred miles a week which is sort of the uh, the the best that I can do between my schedule and uh, my, my fitness so if I can reach a hundred miles a week uh, that may sound like a lot to some people and I know uh, tons and tons of people who um, would look down their noses at a, at a meager 400 miles a month but anyway that's that's what my goal is and i'm, I'm actually happy uh, hoping to do two century rides two 100 mile rides in may and i definitely need to get some miles in my legs so i am just looking forward to doing all of that and i i do ride gravel and mountain bikes and road bikes but i i would imagine most of what i'll be doing in the uh, coming days will be riding on my road bike. Now, a couple of other notes. If you're planning a trip to Virginia's Blue Ridge, I talked about the Metro Mountain Adventure, and we see this area as an outdoor playground. I've already talked about cycling, but there are equal parts running. We're the home to the Blue Ridge Marathon, America's toughest road marathon with over 7,000 feet of elevation change. You essentially run up and down three mountains in the middle of this, but it's all on the road, and there's amazing community support. And you see a lot of people out running these routes and training at all different times of the year. So, uh, and of course, if you don't want to run up mountains, we have the, the greenway here in town and, and you can do a flatter run as well. But anyway, running, hiking, kayaking, fishing, fly fishing, you name it, it's all here. The Roanoke River comes right through the region. And then I mentioned the greenway. That's the Roanoke River Greenway, which follows along the river. And, you know, that's, that's a great place if you just want to go and, and walk your dog or take the kids in the stroller it's flat and it's pretty there are there are parks and playgrounds and picnic shelters and you always have the the scenic river right beside you I, and then the the explore park excuse me just off of the blue ridge parkway hosts treetop quest so there are zip lines and aerial obstacle courses everything from beginner to advanced uh, and just a lot going on there uh, we talked a little bit about the about the bicycling. There are cabins, there are yurts, and a growing network of mountain bike trails. And then we have, you know, this is the metro part. We have a lot of museums here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. The famous O. Winston Link Museum, the Transportation Museum of Virginia, which is huge for railroad buffs, but there's other other types of transportation in there as well, everything from bicycles to race cars. Uh, then the Taubman Museum of Art is a huge regional attraction. Actually, you know, when I say regional, I mean people come from hundreds of miles to, to visit the Taubman, and the building itself is, is a work of art. And then you can play pinball all day for a small fee at the Pinball Museum at Center in the Square. A couple of floors above that at, at Center is the Science Museum of Western Virginia. And then it's also home to Kids Square, which is a fantastic place to take the kids and and go through all sorts of, uh, of things for basically kids, I would say, 10 and under. And that is just a, a great way to spend some time with your kids or your grandkids. And, and now that uh, the pandemic is passing, uh, I see that returning to its full glory. Uh, basically any any time now. And then I have to mention the atrium at Center in the Square has for free, you can see a number of great aquariums. There's a huge 8,000-gallon living reef system full of fish that your kids may know as Nemo and Dory. Uh, we have 
turtles on display, jellyfish, uh, discus fish from the Amazon, you name it, that's all there for free in the atrium at Center in the Square. And then on the roof, it's a green roof with a rooftop koi pond, and you can feed the koi. So that's something that you might want to check out. And, uh, of course, uh, on the adult side, Virginia's Blue Ridge features brew pubs. There's a ton of shopping and boutiques on the downtown market, everything from outdoor-type stuff to uh, dress shops and men's shops, and it's all right there. And there are a number of great restaurants from fine dining to lunch eateries, uh, you name it, breakfast, it's all all there in the uh, downtown area. And then Roanoke, Virginia's Blue Ridge, uh, is famous for the sports tournaments. We, I mean, we probably have more tourists who come here to play softball, volleyball, soccer, and basketball as anything else. So uh, that is, that's great. And we have a, a lot of hotels that are sort of geared toward that family experience, a lot of places with that free morning breakfast and reasonable rates. So you can come here with your team and enjoy it and camp out and, and just really, uh, really have a great weekend or long weekend here. So fields and gyms galore and all those tournaments from people traveling from all over the United States. And I should mention, while you're here in season, the Salem Red Sox, an affiliation of the Boston Red Sox, are here. And we have a first-class minor league facility. And if you get a chance to take in a Red Sox game, you really need to do that. And if you're looking for the ultimate guide to everything going on here in Virginia's Blue Ridge, check out visitvbr.com, blogs, maps for cycling, hikes to waterfalls, restaurants, directions for the Cheers Trail, which guides you through the local brew pubs, wineries, and distilleries, and a nice prize if you check in. And if you show the app at most of these folks and most of these places, you will get a little bit of a discount or a special. And there is a complete list of places to stay at visitvbr.com, whether it's the Grand Old Lady, the famous Hotel Roanoke, or quaint options like the Claiborne House B&B in Franklin County down in Rocky Mount, uh, both of which have been featured here on the Visit VBR podcast. And then just back to cycling briefly, Witt mentioned the Ride It section of his website at cardinalbicycle.com. All kinds of events and Strava links to any kind of riding you can possibly imagine, and I'll put a link to that as well. And uh, by the way, if you come here, we have a campaign called Be a Trail Setter, and so take a picture of you having fun in Virginia's Blue Ridge and then post your picture with the hashtag trail setter and we can follow you and you can help us spread the message about all the wonderful things that are happening here. Thanks again to Whit Ellerman for joining me here on the Visit VBR podcast. This is this is the first podcast in what I can foresee as being a series of bicycle-related episodes, uh, given my interest in the topic, as well as the region's growing bicycle scene. So look for more bicycling-related podcasts coming up on the list here at Visit VBR. And we'll have another podcast coming out soon, and I hope to see you here in Virginia's Blue Ridge.